Welcome to the Three Now Podcast. Yo, Three and Out Podcast. It's Ed rolling solo for the first time. Gonna talk a little Knicks. Talk a little bit about the roster, what to expect this season. A little bit about the win last night to start the year. And that's about it. So without further ado, we'll just uh, start with the roster here. Kristaps Porzingis, obviously the biggest name on the team. Tore his ACL last February, dunking on everybody's favorite player, Giannis. He's expected back January, February. Uh, iffy, will he come back at all? Should he come back at all? It's kind of up for debate. I think fans are 50-50 on it. If we're playing well, why not come back, see what you got. If we're playing terribly, is it worth it? Are we better off with just getting the most lottery balls possible? That's where I'm leaning, especially if we're just out of it the way we sh- we're expected to be. Uh, we just, the deadline just passed for the rookie extensions. We passed that up. Not really a big deal. Save a, it'll give us an extra 10 million cap space in the off season. It's highly doubtful he turns it down. His qualifying offer, if he doesn't play at least 34 games this year, which is unlikely, is only four and a half million. Year one of his max deal would be 22 million. That's a lot of money to turn down coming off a knee injury. You've already seen Towns, Booker, a couple other guys sign those extensions. Just too much money to pass up. Moving down the roster, we'll move on to uh, Frank Nilakina, a.k.a. the French Prince. Me, personally, I love the, love the pick. People are all over him. Oh, should have drafted Dennis Smith, this guy, that guy. He's not flashy offensively. He's never going to be. That's not his game. He's going to be a great defender. He grew to 6'6 this offseason, put 15 pounds of muscle on. And Fisdale seems to love him, says he's going to use him to guard anywhere from 1 to 4. Last night he started at the 3, had a few minutes at point guard, and he just set the tone defensively, played 34 minutes. Only had 5 points, but he did hit the first shot of the night, a 3 to get the offense going. Had five rebounds, three steals. I'd like to see maybe 10 points a game out of him. The three to four steals a night. And just playing good minutes, just guarding the other team's best player. I think he'll turn the corner this year. Another starter from last night, the high, high man on the night, Tim Hardaway. He's just one of those guys that you never know what you're gonna get. You can get games like last night where he dropped 31, had 16 in the second quarter alone, and he's going to have games where he shoots 2 for 12. The biggest thing with him is he's got to attack the rim, and he's got to attack in transition. When he starts taking those pull-up threes, just remind, he brings back memories of J.R. Smith, and it just makes you want to pull your hair out. Not a bad player, though, overall. He's in year two of that four-year, $70 million deal. Still only 26 years old. I think he could be a piece on a good team. Obviously, right now, he's the number one scoring option, which isn't great. But 
when KP comes back, you have a good offseason, you slide him to the third, preferably the fourth scoring option, then you got yourself a pretty good team. His contract isn't terrible, considering that the uh, salary cap just keeps going up and up and up in the NBA. So I'm expecting a decent year out of him. Last year he struggled shooting the ball a little bit. If he does anything relatively close to what he did last night as far as just attacking the rim, I think those shooting percentages will go up from last year. Now moving right along, we'll go to Ennis Cantor. I'm not a huge fan of this guy. I feel like this whole tough guy act is exactly that, an act. But guys love him, the fans love him, they, they just eat all that stuff up. He opted into his contract this year, $18.5 million. It's a player option. He's still somehow only 26 years old. I feel like he's been around forever. I think he's going to have a huge year for the Knicks, statistically. Guy eats up offensive rebounds. Pretty good around the rim. Shot 60% from the field last year. Last night had a double-double in just 27 minutes. And I personally think he could be trade bait at the deadline. Expiring deal. He's good on offense. Great rebounder. I think a team in the hunt could use him. I'd be curious to see what happens with him in the offseason. If we don't trade him, do we bring him back? Definitely not at $18 million a year. So we'll see with that. Starting at the point last night, Trey Burke. I wasn't buying the hype last year, but I mean the numbers ended up pretty good in his 35 games that he played with us, coming out of the G League, finished the year averaging 12 points, 4.5 assists a game. Not bad for a guy who just kind of started bouncing around for some reason. Got drafted by Utah, he was on pace to win Rookie of the Year that year, still made the All-Rookie team, got hurt. And I'm not really sure what happened a year or two after that. But last night he played pretty good. He's just one of those guys who, regardless of his size, gets to the rim, kind of makes things happen. Fisdale even has him defending. Had a couple steals last night. So I'm, I'm curious to see what we get out of him. He'll be an unrestricted free agent, so he's probably going to play his ass off all year, trying to get paid. Trying to get a long-term deal and never go back to the G League again. Our guy who started at the four last night, Lance Thomas. Off-season, his name kind of made small headlines because Fizdale said, oh, he reminds me of Draymond Green, yada, yada. People kind of took that out of context. What he meant was he can play the four, he can guard a couple different positions. When he grabs a rebound, I want him to push the ball up the floor. Everyone knows at 30 years old, Lance Thomas isn't going to turn into Draymond Green. Just one of those glue guys. He's in year three of a four-year deal, not making a ton of money. Next year is the last year of his deal. Only a million of that is guaranteed. So he's just a good guy to have in the locker room, Duke guy. Guys like him. He's been around for a little bit. I don't mind him on the team. Next up, we got our first-round pick, Kevin Knox. Just kind of headlines that Fisdale 
quote-unquote benched him. Not a big deal to me that he didn't start. He's got a lot to learn. Fisdale actually just used it as a way to challenge him. Said he didn't earn the starting spot, which is totally fine with me. He's only 19 years old. He had a great reaction to not starting. He even said, oh, I didn't earn it. He didn't shoot great last night, 4 for 16. Early in the game, you could tell he was trying to, kind of trying to force things. Towards the end of the game, he found himself a little bit. Listen, as long as the kid makes progress all year long, I'm fine with it. I like the pick. I think he's got a chance to be a really good player. 6'9", still growing, apparently. He's a good athlete, was a quarterback in high school. Florida State wanted him to play quarterback. I think he stopped playing. His dad kind of realized, you know what, this kid's going to be a basketball player. Let's not risk the injury. So I'm happy, happy with that pick. Next up, we got a guy we signed in a one-year deal. Another young guy, former lottery pick again, Mario Hazonia. He's only 23 years old. Super talented, just inconsistent. I can't really remember who it was, but when he was drafted, someone referred to him as the Euro J.R. Smith, which is a great comparison. There's times where he's going to look like the best player on the floor, and other times, again, kind of like Hardaway, you're going to want to pull your hair out with him. Had 15 off the bench last night. He looked pretty good. So... I personally think that one-year deal could come back to bite us in the ass if he does play well this year. But, again, just another gamble. Worth it. Guy who didn't play last night, Courtney Lee. Was hurt all training camp, didn't play in the preseason. So no surprise he was inactive last night. Fisdale doesn't really want to uh, rush him back. He's the most obvious trade candidate on this team. He knows it. He knows where the Knicks are going. He sees all the young guys. He's saying the right things. He's not complaining about it. But I think he's still got something left in the tank. He's on an expiring deal. I don't know why the Thunder didn't ask for him in that whole Mellow Cantor deal. They could use him. I think the Lakers could use someone like him. Uh, most teams could use a 6-5-2 guard who could shoot the ball and defend. And is more than willing to play that role. Now we'll move on to, I think, the guy who had the highlight of the night, Alonzo Trier. Undrafted out of Arizona, spent three years there, had a couple PED suspensions, which is just odd. Don't really see that in basketball. We signed him to a two-way G League deal, which is in it's going to be interesting how this plays out because he played great in the preseason. He showed out last night. The way the two-way deal works, he can only spend 45 consecutive days at a time with the Knicks while the G League season is going on. So the G League season, season hasn't started yet, so those days won't count until it actually starts. But I'd like to sign this kid to a just straight-up NBA guaranteed deal, similar to what we signed Mitchell Robinson to. Three-year deal for a second-round pick. Let's get that over with. 15 last night, had a huge dunk, but Trier looks legit, let's get it done.
Now to the previously mentioned Mitchell Robinson. Only played a minute last night. Super disappointing that he only got to play that minute before he got hurt. Kind of has a nagging ankle yeah. ankle injury from the preseason. Now most Knicks fans are super excited about this kid. Second round pick, we signed him to a three-year, about $4.5 million deal. Team option in 21. And nothing's guaranteed in 20, but I think this kid's going to be around. Didn't play in college. Committed to Western Kentucky. He enrolled. He showed up. For whatever reason, was suspended. No one knows. Told the coach he was leaving school. He then visited LSU, Kansas, and I believe the University of New Orleans. Then he got word that he wouldn't be cleared to play, so he returned back to Western Kentucky and then left again. Couldn't play in the G League because of those, because uh, he was enrolled in school and they have rules against that, so he sat around just working out for a year. And he surprised people in workouts. He was a big time recruit, McDonald's All American. He killed it in the summer league. Kid was flying all over the court, recovering out to shooters, blocking shots, blocking shots at the rim, running the floor, catching lobs. He's super athletic. Super excited to see this kid this year. I think he'll bounce a little bit between the G League and the Knicks just so he gets, you know, those games where he's playing 35, 40 minutes instead of 10 to 15 with us. But I think he'll he's going to play a big part in the future. Now we move on to a couple more bench guys. Moutier, Emmanuel Moutier. Was inactive last night. I think he's banged up. I think his roster spot is up in the air at this point, especially with the way Trier played last night. 22 years old. He just hasn't figured it out yet. His best year was his rookie year, and you look at his numbers, they just steadily dropped off since then. He came over to the Knicks last year from Denver in a small trade. He shot 20% from three. That's, that's just not going to cut it from a guard in today's NBA. He's super athletic. No one can fig really figure out what it is with him. I still think not playing college, being ruled ineligible, just killed him going to China. All that whole situation. Hopefully, he can turn it around somewhere. I just don't think it's going to be with the Knicks. And now, yet another young guy we picked up Noah Vonley. The ninth pick a few years ago out of Indiana. The Hornets drafted him. Yeah, he was okay there. They traded him to Portland in the Nick Batum trade. Wasn't playing half bad there. I just don't think they had room for him there once they got Nurkic and they had Ed Davis at the time etc a couple other guys he was traded to the Bulls Bulls waived him I believe either during training camp or right before Knicks picked him up and he came over and on a non-guaranteed deal played good in the preseason gave him some minutes last night he's just one of those guys a rebounder defender gonna hustle Again, another good gamble on a young guy who just hasn't found his spot yet.
Another guy who was inactive last night, Damian Dotson. He was a second-round pick last year. Played pretty well. They thought he could be one of those 3 and D guys, but training camp preseason this year, he just struggled shooting the ball, which is surprising. He was a good shooter in college, a great scorer at Houston. I'm sure he'll get it going again, maybe send him to the G League for a little bit, find his stroke. Last guy, I mentioned him last for a reason, is Ron Baker. Played a ton of minutes last night. Some fans love him. And there's maybe 10% of us who can't stand the guy. I'm just not buying the whole, oh, he hustles, he hits the floor, he's diving for loose balls. Yeah, because half the time he's diving for loose balls when the defenders knocked it away from him. Or he's turning it over. I just personally don't think he's an NBA player, but, hey, at this point, he's just another young guy. I don't think he'll be around long. And I don't expect him to be part of the future. Now, last night, no one expected the Knicks to put them close to a buck thirty. I know the Hawks are terrible. Another rebuilding team. They're missing John Collins. 41-year-old Vince Carter starting. But we saw what Fisdale's going to try to do. They played fast as hell. I believe they put up 99 shots, which is insane. Played 11 guys in the first quarter, which I love, especially on a young team like this. There's no roles set yet. Throw them all out there. Let them figure it out. So all four guards picking up 94 feet, pressuring Trey Young the entire game, whether it was Trey Burke, Nilakina, Trier, Baker. You know, some of these guys aren't known for defense. Even Hardaway was getting up in guys. It was fun to see. My favorite, though, is after the game, Fisdale tells the team, you know, enjoy it, but you guys did nothing tonight. All you did was win a game you should have won, and you protected home court. You know, let these guys enjoy it, but let them know, hey, we haven't done anything yet. It's one game. Now, we talked about the uh, Nick over-unders, or the NBA over-unders in general the other night. The Knicks was 27. I'm still rolling with that over because just kind of what I mentioned about last night. They're, they're going to run and gun. They're going to get up in you. They're going to have games where they look terrible, but they're going to steal some games with teams coming into New York. You know, everyone knows New York, especially guys who, aren't, who haven't been there often. They know the Knicks are bad. They're going to take it easy, especially those little Sunday afternoon games. Friday night games, Saturday night games. That's when the Knicks seem to steal wins against good teams. So over under, I believe, is 27. I'll put them in the 33, 34, maybe even 35 range. I'm not expecting them to fight for a playoff spot or anything. I'll gladly take another lottery pick to build with KP, Knox, Frank, etc. I like the way we're going. We're going to have a ton of cap space. So we'll see. I'll try to get on here and talk a little Knicks after every couple games, any big games, if any big moves happen. In the meantime, subscribe, listen, rate the podcast, send it to your friends, your brother, your sister, your cousins, whoever. Let's get this thing going. Out.